0: Yeah, but Cal, those are two things that don't really go together. We we go together like cocaine and waffles.
1: From the great Midwest, it is... Cocaine and Waffles! The Ultimate Camera Chat Podcast, featuring none other than Johnny Sisson and... Mike Ackman. All right.
2: Boy, I love that
1: song. (laughs) hey john how you doing all right uh we already have our first special guest uh from the land down under we have mr cheyenne morrison uh who we've just let in through the zoom waiting room um so hey cheyenne how you doing g'day
3: from the land down under boys
1: all right yes so, so this is kind of like a rebel podcast that Johnny and I are doing. No one knows we're doing it, other than a few people. Uh, and in the spirit of rebellion, Cheyenne informed us that he's at a client's house, and they making don't meth. know that. Making math. <laughs> like like walter white um but uh but you know so i i I hope we just can have fun um the idea of this is not necessarily to have any kind of script or idea what we're going to do uh just have fun people who all have similar interests just just to talk uh hopefully we'll have some other people pop in and out throughout the course of the show um i know cheyenne you have a a new piece of gear that you um oh yeah baby what is
3: it so yeah so I, i I don't know how you guys got this worked out or if the formats going to do but I think like should ask every guest that comes on what's the latest camera they bought this story okay. so this is mine um now like people will know me from the classic lenses podcast and I've bought and sold a lot of lenses and my holy grail was the Carl, Carl Zeiss Jenner 75mm f1.5 Biotar which Johnny really helped me is very helpful uh, at the old central camera me getting that Um, and I got it for a really really good price and I had that for quite a while and I love that lens and it fulfilled all my fantasies and it's really great but I really struggled to get models here in Cairns and uh, it just it wasn't like enough for me to have it if I'm gonna plan on moving to a big city and you know expensive lenses yeah i can use them but i just decided to be really harsh and a guy made me a ridiculous offer for it he said no he said he wanted to buy it and i said i know I, I said four times what i paid for it and he said yeah i'll take it he's like a like a nut and so um i got four thousand australian dollars for it i'm not sure where that works out to us maybe about three thousand dollars twelve, 12 like,
1: bucks i think it about yeah, 1250 yeah. but but the uh, ship the shipping will be 3,000 though so right. it kind of breaks yeah even.
3: if it turns up if it turns up thanks <laughs> to joy yeah. so and everyone's was like why did you sell it what did you sell it you wanted that lens so bad and like it, it took me two years to find one yeah I did and yeah it was great and it was everything but I decided I wanted to move over to medium format and I'd read that there was like a uh, 10 centimeter f2 biotar, which they made for the exact 66. And I had the plan of getting a medium format camera, buying that lens, getting it retrofitted. And then in my research, I came across cameras like um, the Pentacon 6 and lots of others, which people that are into medium format will know. And then even further down the rabbit hole, I came across the Narita 66, which has got the 80 millimeter f2, which is pretty much a biotar formula. And then... Just uh, trawling the web one day, uh, going through stuff, looking at lenses, medium format stuff, I came across the the RITREC 6x6, which is the predecessor of the Narita 66. was only made for one year, and the reason I fell in love with it was all the Narita 66s had black paint, which always comes off, and I'm just not a big fan of the black paint thing. Um, Either it's perfect, and I'm afraid to scratch it, or they're scratched. Um, And I like the old German... Silver cameras, like the Contax S I had and the Practina and all those silver cameras. I've got silver lenses. And the Richrec was all chrome, had a mirror lockup, which the other cameras didn't have. And a lady was on Flickr and she said, oh, hey, I've got one of these and do you think anybody might be interested in buying it? So I contacted her and over a period of weeks I kind of negotiated with her and I bought it. And her dad had bought it on a trip back from Europe I stopped over at Tokyo and bought a brand new in the box. Never used it. Wow. So uh, it was in the box with the original leather holster case, all the filters, the waist level finder, which is like the holy grail of these cameras, and it's fucking amazing waist level finder, Uh, the prism finder, all the bits and bobs, the whole kit and caboodle, uh, which I got for um, a 1000 Australian dollars. Wow. Um, Absolute steel. So uh, I knew it probably needed some work. It needed to be serviced. I took it to Melbourne. I just went on a big trip to Melbourne. I ran three rolls of film through it. And, yeah, of course, I had spacing issues. But the shots that I did manage to get, just killer. It's just beautiful. It's really lovely. It's like the 75-millimeter biotar, but on steroids. shoots medium format, 6 by 6 Killer. Am I... Do I regret selling the seventy-five uh, millimeter f one point five biotar? No way. Uh, that retract, man. I just love that camera. It's really ergonomics are beautiful. Looks are beautiful. Waist level finder is just off the charts. Like so easy to focus,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yeah, loving it. So and it's, it's with my camera repair man at the moment, getting some TLC because basically it's sat in a box for seventy years.
1: Yeah. Yeah that's always been um you know kind of a, a double edged sword is sometimes people seek these unused you know new old stock mint condition cameras but uh, the odds of them working are almost nil you know Yeah don't don't
3: don't ask my camera repair guy about contacts s cameras like he just literally pulled his hair out and <laughs> spent 6 months trying to repair the shutter curtain timing and eventually just gave up oh really and I'm like yeah, he said, if they really, really look brand new and they're untouched and everything, yeah. it's generally because it had a fault. Yep. So somebody bought it, it didn't work, they couldn't get it repaired, and they just put it in the bottom of the cupboard. And if you buy a camera and it's like mint, 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 expect that it's going to need some TLC.
4: That's been my experience too. I'm, I'm, I, I, if I'm, I'm always, I always have more faith in a well-used camera, actually, yeah. than a mint camera. As far as. Is it going to have problems or not? Because the, the mid ones, like up. you said, they just, they've been sitting.
1: Yeah. The, the people yeah. listening won't be able to benefit the video, but we do have a video on, but this is my F3. And I mean, it's, it doesn't show up too much, but I mean, it's, it's got brassing, you know, yeah. everywhere. There's a pretty big dent on the front, front of prism. The F3 is worn off, you know, lots of scratches on the bottom. And this right. thing is as smooth as any F3 I've ever used. I mean, it works yeah. perfectly. That's uh, awesome. You could tell like someone used it. it it's gotten a workout plus, you know, especially when you deal with some of the more like semi pro cameras like this, um, if a pro actually owned this, which is likely he did or right. she, um, they probably got it serviced regularly because, you know, back then it, it was totally normal. You know, you take your car in to get an oil change or get a tune up every once in a while. It was standard fare for these cameras to just get routine maintenance done on occasion. So yeah. when you get well, an old well, camera,
3: well, they're, they're proper like pro cameras back in the day, like press photographers were using, uh, that, that in every like big newspaper there would have been a, like a tech department that they had the photo lab developing all the stuff mm. and there would have been a repair guy in there that would have serviced all the cameras as they yeah. went in and out, you know. And like when they did big uh, like events back in the day like uh, the Olympics and stuff, all the big camera manufacturers did free service for all the press. So well, if you had Pentax or whatever, if you're a press photographer, you could just bring your camera in and they'd service it for free.
1: One of the, in one of my many discussions with Bob Rodoloni, you know, he he talks to me a lot about Nikon and their history and such. Um, you know, one of the ways that, that they, you know, got everything right with the original Nikon F is they they valued extremely the feedback from professional photographers uh you know and that's that's not to say that like Canon and, and Minolta and them didn't but I think, you know, Nikon went above and beyond to listen to what people wanted. And one of the ways they did that was in uh, Tokyo, um, the The main plant where all those original classic Nikons were, were made was just right down the street from like where Life magazine would, would uh, have their reporters stay. You know, anytime somebody um, would go to Tokyo, uh, Japan, even, you know, in the Korean War, you didn't fly. Yeah, you didn't fly. War. You didn't fly reporters straight to Vietnam. You flew them to Tokyo, and then they would ferry over or however, you know, to get there. So, you know, Tokyo was this hub for basically the entire Pacific region for all these photographers from around the world. And what Nikon did was anybody, uh, you know, most of these people uh, were using – hey, Perry. Perry, you look confused. Where?
5: where am i what, what where am i what is this what is, we're, we're just wait,
4: wait you're in, you're in hong kong still right perry
5: yeah i'm uh i'm getting ready for work and now i'm hearing things about the vietnam war <laughs> with three random dudes what, three random
1: dudes yeah we just thought we, we would just talk about you know stuff uh uh, but real quick, let me just finish my point and then and then <laughs> you can speak. Um, but what, what Nikon would do is these reporters who were based out of Tokyo, they would offer like service and cleaning for free. You know, even if you didn't have a Nikon camera, you know, a lot of those guys carried Leicas like back then. And if you were in a, a reporter staying in the night in Tokyo, they would have a courier pick up your equipment from the hotel. They'd clean it. Uh, and then they just give it back to you for free. They didn't charge anything for it. But you know, they were listening to what these people were talking about. And, and I believe like when you look at Canon's first attempt at an SLR, the Canon Flex versus the, the Nikon F, Canon thought they were being clever with that little rapid wind trigger on the bottom plate. And, and yeah, it was, it was a little bit faster than a thumb wind, but it, it blocked the tripod socket. You know the camera yeah. was very difficult to advance when on a tripod it didn't have a motor drive coupling you know it lacked some of the things that, that people actually wanted. you know the pros want it and you know in in history has proven the nikon f went on to be a tremendous success and the canon flex you know basically flopped um yeah but, but we were perry we were talking about just um you know picking up cameras that are in mint new in box never before used condition generally don't work you know you you got to expect to to send a brand new camp new old stock camera out for service before you can use it um uh, whereas some of the more well-used examples have a better chance of working these days so okay Perry still give me so Perry what time is it there
5: it is nine forty three in the morning
4: in the morning well I've never seen you in the morning there's like light in the room around you I didn't even know <laughs> it was possible for you to have light in that room
5: that that's correct. There's <laughs> sunlight coming through my window.
4: That's amazing. Well, Perry, you have yeah, stumbled. I, you have stumbled into cocaine and waffles. Just so you know,
5: uh, I've stumbled into something.
4: And hey, where's <laughs> my cocaine?
3: <laughs>
4: Cheyenne, on, was promised, Cheyenne was promised lines of coke.
3: So so yeah, we're so we're doing on um, the that, that, classic lenses. They're interviewing me at bloody midnight. And the, I think the last podcast I did, I listened to it and I was like, I sounded so stoned. It was because I was, it was one o'clock in the morning. I was so tired. I kept like talking about cameras and lenses and things. And I was like, my brain just was not functioning. Yeah, this I know that
4: better. feeling. <laughs> Barry knows that feeling well. Look at him. <laughs>
1: I can't believe I'm seeing Daytime Perry. This is so daytime weird. Perry. Well, see, I, I dictated the time on this one. And yeah. with two, two kids, I it's really hard for me to do these kinds of things unless it's like, you know, 9 o'clock at night central time. So for, yeah. for you guys on the, you know, Far East, it's the middle of the day. But, like, Europe is asleep right now. Right. So yeah. we actually have two more people in the waiting room, it looks like. Um,
5: Mike, uh, you have a lot of cameras.
1: I, oh, you can see that? Yeah, yeah. That's
5: that
1: shelf. That's that shelf is 12 inches deep, so most of those are three. That's what she said. Three. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured. All right, here. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'm gonna hit the admit button. We'll see if if the Zoom gods are um, are are with us tonight. So we're we're uh, we're just we're we're slowly letting in uh, the masses.
6: Whoa!
3: Whoa!
1: <laughs>
6: Whoa! I, I didn't know this was a Zoom meeting To like yes. five minutes ago, and I don't have a camera set. Up. He
4: doesn't have so a that's camera. That's all right. It's okay. It just—it's it, okay. ugly. It's okay because when you talk, it says mic on the screen. Yeah. yeah. So okay. we know we Zoom. know
1: which mic that is. Yeah, it's Novak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's one more. Let's see. Let's just let's just let's open up the floodgates. We have. Uh, hold on here. Hold on. I, I see one more person joining. Oh, and he's got video. There he is. Connecting to audio. All right. Mr. Anthony. Oh, my
4: God. Hello. There he oh, is. There he is. <laughs> hey. With Anthony and Mike Novak here now. Um, yeah. W- which of you two has had both cocaine and waffles at the same meal? <laughs> not me I've had cocaine then waffles see I knew it I knew Novak
3: was gonna say well yeah I've had cocaine and waffles yeah w- waffles on Denny's, Denny's waffles Australia. yeah yeah I've, i I've had plenty of meals but not not waffles and cocaine but yeah <laughs> I knew we could count on you Mike yeah <laughs> so so I, I still have no cheaper. idea
5: I still have no Get idea what's, what's going pizza. on.
1: So, so for, well, um, for anybody listening who can't see the video stream, Perry <laughs> has been perpetually scratching his head. Like, <laughs> what the F? <laughs> so well, Anthony, do you live at the mini golf course now?
0: I, I wish I could. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it is, to me, quintessential Florida. It's the Florida of my youth. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so h- how many, uh, with six people here, how many old film cameras do you reckon we have between us? Because this oh. is a gathering of some serious hoarders. Oh
2: <laughs>
6: it's in the several thousands, yeah. you would imagine.
4: Wow. Yeah. I, I'm looking at just looking around my table. And I have one, two, I have a dozen lenses
1: and five cameras in oh. front of me on this table. So let's play without standing up. I mean, obviously uh, I have a wall behind me. So I'm I'm emitting those. Yeah. Within don't want arms from me. Within arm's reach, what's the most interesting camera you could reach without standing up? I'll, Cheyenne, you're at a client's house, so I don't think you're going to be able no, to play I'm this at game.
3: My, I'm, at my meth, I'm at my meth lab, so I left my cameras <laughs> at home.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with this one right here, Within arm's reach. I have a, oh. Kemper, a Kemper Combi. Right.
5: That's hard to top. It's uh. It's tiny. I think for me, it's slightly out of arm's reach. But if I stretch, I could get it. There's a okay. there's an Ag for record three, about a meter away from. Me. OK.
1: Oh, uh, Anthony has a Footlander Ultramatic. That's excellent. Deceptor. 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 Are, are
5: we are we grabbing Deceptor. them? All right. Give me a sec. Well, I could so barely ready.
6: reach the Kodak Chevron. So.
4: Oh, he's got a mercury. Yeah. So this is one of two options I had at arm's reach. Both both came from the back room at central camera that we're going to get junked, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then I have this thing that looks like a radio that's apparently a camera. Oh.
1: I have one of those. It's up there though. I can't read it doesn't it doesn't qualify. It's a Brownie Super 27. Hmm. What you know it's a 127 it, film. Yeah, 127. 127. What's cool is that actually has a two-speed shutter. Uh but you can't choose the other shutter speed unless it thinks you have a flash oh, in it. So check out yeah, the there hidden, go. when when, flash you, when you bulb. when you open the flash compartment, you're actually slowing down the shutter to a slower speed. So it, it's nice. like I think it's like 1 of a second normally, and it, it goes to 1 40th with the door open. So I I have my uh, Veronica S2. All right, you were talking about the Narita. Okay, I see some contacts. Is two of them. Oh, there's a two Here and a three. Uh, no, Cheyenne, you were talking about the Narita wanting um, you know, a, a quality medium format camera, and that's actually been sort of... Um, a mission for me is is I really want to find like a favorite go-to medium format camera. And, and I, I, I always really wanted a Bronica, you know, you talked about not always liking black body cameras cause they always get scratched and look like crap, but you know, for if I, I assume you've seen a, a, Bronica up close, but like the Chrome. Yeah. They're, they're nice.
3: I like the, I like the Bronicas. I actually got a really good deal on a, um, Oh, was it the Mamiya Six Four Five oh. with six lenses, eighty millimeter f one point nine? Yeah. But the thing was, like, the plastic thing, it just did my head in. And ergonomics, oh, like, it's I don't know. not a camera my... to carry around.
6: My my new favorite six forty or medium format is a uh, plastic camera. So
5: nice, Mike. That... The, the lens I'm holding up the same camera. Uh uh-huh. uh-huh. This lens. Hey, there we go. Is, is one of I think the best out there.
1: So mine, I have shot three rolls of film on this thing and every single one of them has come out out of focus. And I've read that these have a common fault where there's foam uh, that hold the ground glass in place and the mirror that degrades. So I, I took the ground glass off, I took the hood off And I was able to scrape off the old foam, and I have some felt that I I use on other cameras. So I made a new light gasket with with the felt, and I thought that would be good enough. Um, So I shot another robot. Nice. But, Um, Mike,
4: most importantly, did you chop
1: up that old foam with a razor blade and inhale it? Inhale it with some waffles? Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to have to send this thing like to finally get properly fixed. Cause I really love the camera. And I, I absolutely believe you Perry that the, the Nikkor lens is going to be fantastic, but uh, it just, it pisses me off that I t- I've taken this thing out three times and every, every roll I've shot has, has been slightly out of focus. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah.
5: Yeah. The, the thickness oh, I, of the foam matters. And yeah. It I know. Time. Yeah. But this is yeah, one of yeah. the best lenses out there. This, this 75. Oh, oh,
3: I think i, 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 I got to cut it short guys. Okay, it's co- to short. I'll cut the guys. All right.
4: All right, bye-bye. bye-bye,
1: all right. We lost one.
4: Oh I, I hope bye-bye. I hope Cheyenne's okay there in the meth house.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He warned us he'd have to drop out at any point because he's actually working right now. So yeah. Uh <laughs> we have another another person to replace uh, Cheyenne. So this is Eric. Let's see. We'll, we'll let him in out of and the waiting room. Perry
4: G, we know you have to bail at some point, so all good. Yeah,
1: man. soon, but I, I, okay. I'm working
5: from home for the next couple hours. So. Oh,
1: cool. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Eric, um, Eric hey. is is another blogger that I talked to in kind of a private chat. Uh, he runs a website called Aperture Preview. Uh, it's kind of a new site, but you know, I liked the work that he was doing. You know, in terms of just kind of picking some random cameras. You know, it's not just like all the same. Uh, you know, Leicas and and Canon AE-1s over and over again. I, th- I think, didn't you do the, um, the Revere? Yeah, the, the 1074. The 1074. It's a weird Revere branded Instamatic camera that Minolta had made for them. And I had one and I just Googled it and he had the only review of it online. So I thought that was kind of cool. So uh, uh, we've been, you know, we've been talking for a little bit. Um, I like to chat, pick the brains of other bloggers. You know, I have my site, you know, it sometimes helps to get inspiration from other people. Uh, most of us use WordPress, uh, for our, our platform. And, you know, there's lots of tips and tricks to be shared uh, amongst bloggers, you know, for for stuff like that too. So, so welcome, Eric. Thank you. Uh, Eric,
4: Eric, what, what's what's the name of your site or where can we find, where can we find you?
1: it's uh, aperturepreview.com. preview.com I've only been writing for about a year and a half at this point okay cool why well, I'm
4: navigating over there this is yeah. exciting
1: yeah he's Ooh. got a nice a really nice clean layout what? it's not cluttered uh, he has not uh, succumbed to the to the uh, wow. allure of ads like I unfortunately <laughs> did um, you know unfortunately you know my hosting has gotten up to like 45 almost 50 bucks a month
0: wow is it
1: really yeah well I originally was running my site for probably the first four years on you can't see it but a computer 10 feet away from me in my house so like I was using my my own residential ISP like was my website so you know Comcast went down, or my, we lost power. My website would go down, and you know, I started getting those uh, those nudges from Comcast saying that I'm starting to exceed my data caps. Oh. So uh, I had I had to actually switch to a host, and the first host I picked, it was a little bit better. It wasn't that expensive, but the performance was garbage. So then I ended up having to switch a second time. And now I'm actually hosted on Amazon AWS and it's a wow. lot faster, but it's also a lot more expensive though. So, wow. um, you know, the ads do help with that. Um, the, the remainder of my, I mean, I don't get a lot from it, but it's enough to cover the hosting, you know, on occasion I'll, I'll pay for a premium plugin or something to make the site better. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been fortunate. So many people are willing to loan me stuff. And while, you know, loaning doesn't cost <laughs> money, I still got to ship it back, you know, right. and, and yes, I you do. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. i have three of novex cameras right now really it's
6: the only thing i miss is the take up spool for the exa
1: because i exa.
6: accidentally oh shift, that's shift right with the with oh the i gotta make sure
1: i gotta make sure i put so that no, back i in can't there. shoot
6: my exa until i get that yeah like, okay you
1: know. i'll get it i'll get it to you um the what's mike had sent me <laughs> three cameras at the same time and I, i've been done with the rectiflex for a while so wait mike sent you cameras and you actually used them
4: yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the, I, the reason I ask is that Mike, Mike loaned me his XA4. He <laughs> <laughs> never even
6: shot a roll in it.
4: Never even put a roll of film in it. Was so excited. Never even shot it. Finally got it back to him. What three weeks ago?
1: Yeah, something like that. The XA4, Anthony. That's something you recently mentioned that you want to get right. I've been yeah, looking
0: for one for a while. I just picked up a you know like a brand new XA, but. I'm still looking for a four. Ask ask uh Mike Novak. I hear he's got yeah. one. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, Anthony so, actually sends him back. You know, I still have his fan <laughs> app, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so Anthony's friends with this collector. I, I feel like we could talk about him because it's highly unlikely he'll listen to a camera podcast. But um this guy <laughs> this guy, Bernard, is he's like a former art dealer, right? Like a European art, fine art dealer, like a guy who like had galleries where million dollar paintings were sold. I mean, the dude has money and he started collecting cameras. What? Like in the fifties, sixties, maybe,
0: you know, the mercury that I got, he was in his teens and he walked into the office at universal the day they went bankrupt. And he saw that they had like their display case with like every camera that they'd ever made and he ran home and asked his dad if he could borrow enough money to go back to the universal office and buy every camera that they had on display yeah i mean he's got because he had a he had so one does of he have the giant cameras. chevron
6: then what's that does he have the giant chevron then i think that was a universal prop I he's used know. in lost in space
1: Oh, Gilligan's Island. It was on there, too, wasn't yeah. it? Oh. Land of the Giants. I no, but he about, said yeah. Univer- Universal, the company that made the Mercury, not Universal Studios. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, so Did I have the cocaine, seen- Novak. Nah, well, you know, I think it's too many waffles. <laughs> he he shared with me um, his catalog. And I mean, like, it's like. Looking at a McKeown's guide or, you know, Sugiyama's Japanese guide collector cameras, you know, it's like half of it is like wood and brass cameras from like the 1800s. I mean, I, I looked through this guy's catalog of cameras he owns, and it's only a partial of his collection. And honest to God, I couldn't name half of them. Like, that's how obscure. So, so, but this guy is like in his upper 80s. He's got a, um, a very peculiar... Uh, opinion of people like he'll just say he hates somebody because he saw a picture they took and didn't like the way it looked and therefore you, you, he won't even talk to you um i talked to him or actually anthony said hey you know i i'm i'm in because he's in florida too he's like i'd love to come down and see and see uh your collection didn't he like yell at you or something
0: well, he like, I, I wanted to interview him and I, I mean he's got such an amazing life story and you know he just basically exploded and said he did not give interviews and had no interest in talking to me about it. Yeah, like
1: he'll get angry, you know, like you'll ask him a question, he'll just downright get pissed off about something, but it's like, you know, he he and he keeps his collection in like a warehouse. So, like, it's not even in his home. So, I'm picturing there's, like, some storage locker somewhere in Miami that's got millions of dollars worth of rare cameras that no one has ever seen before. All temperature
0: controlled. All
1: temperature controlled. Yeah. But, I mean, and he's in his upper 80s. Like, I know his wife recently passed away. So, you know, the, the clock's ticking on him, too. But, you know, he'll sell things on eBay but anything he sells, he gets serviced first. Like I don't even think he's actually making money off this stuff. I mean, his yeah. prices are kind of high too, but ju- you know anything you buy from him is 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 like mint. Um, I think Cheyenne uh, he left, but I think he's actually bought something from him before too. Um, uh, he, has a, he has amazing stuff listed when it shows up. yeah, yeah he it's it, you know he's one of those sellers like if you buy something, you know it's gonna be perfect. like,
0: right. like both um, of those contacts came from him.
1: Yeah, the, your medalist yeah. did too, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. So, did you
4: get some good coke with him in Miami, Anthony?
0: I, I, I've never been to see him. He, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, he's blown me off every time I've tried to go down there to see him. And then COVID hit. And wow. Yeah.
1: He, he sent me, uh, he you know, I have the Vocar uh, um, article, and he just sent me two of them. Like, give me your address. I'm going to send you these cameras. I want you to fix them. So I got them, and I I couldn't do it. Like you know, I mean, I tried. Um, the good news is I didn't make them any worse than they were. But like, I ended up just sending them back and saying, "I'm really sorry. I tried. I, I couldn't." You know, he wanted to pay me. I'm like, I'm not going to accept money from you if I didn't actually accomplish anything. You know, so I packaged them back up. I you know, I said, "I'm real sorry. I couldn't." And he just he cut me off like the soup Nazi. No soup for you. <laughs> so he, he's like angry at me. Like I couldn't restore his vocars. I tried. You know, um,
5: guys, I have to bounce in a couple minutes. Okay, um,
1: but Perry but, still but, wants to know what we're doing.
5: <laughs> I, I still have no idea what's going on, but I want to drop two few things before, <laughs> yeah. uh, before yeah. we bounce here. Um, Ekman, yes. since you pulled out your Bronica. Okay. Have you tried using this as an adaptation platform?
1: An adaptation oh. platform, no.
5: Here's here's why. Uh, Nick Lyle recently got one of these and he had no idea it could do this, but yeah. you know that-
1: The helix the comes lens,
5: out. yeah, lens comes out, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then separately, the focusing helical comes out. Right. But in here is a 58 millimeter screw thread. Okay. And because the mirror of the Bronica goes down and doesn't flip up, there's a little bit more space to play around with. So with this screw thread, it's actually, even though the flange distance is a bit long, it's actually a really, really good platform for randomly adapting uh, old, you know, lenses off whatever to because you just got to get them on this.
1: And it's sweet. So, what lens uses the 58 millimeter screw thread, though?
5: Nothing. But what I what I do, for example, is like <laughs> for example, right over there, I've got an It's
1: old, a perfect like, platform if you can invent a lens out of nowhere. No, I no, think no, the Helman's, Helman's
6: mayonnaise jar uses a 58 millimeter <laughs> screw thread. So you're
1: talking about an adapter?
5: So what I do is I get like a 58 millimeter to whatever, and put like so. For example, I have over there a Kodak Ektar something or other from uh it's either a large format lens or like from a from some kind of folder Mm -hmm. um and you just you get the 58 to whatever size you know screw thread is on the back of the lens you want to adapt and then you just get it on there
1: okay i will um i i I obviously have to fix the um the focus problems but um i will definitely try that you know i mean being able to, to You know, like everybody adapts lenses to digital, but being able to adapt something different to to film could be kind of cool too. But I I do love the camera. You know, you
5: you know what you know what works uh, astonishingly well on medium format, Uh, the optical block of the Lights Elmar nine centimeter f/4, or the like 135 millimeter Hector, because you can just take the optical block off, get the right size, get it on there, and those lenses. I mean, on 35 millimeter, they're kind of but on on 35 millimeter. No, they're nice. They're, they're nice on, uh, on 35 mil, but man, that Elmar on medium format is excellent. huh? It's phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Sweet. All right. I will, I will, I am going to do a review on the Bronica eventually here. I don't know if I'll be able to get it serviced before I do the review, but, uh, you know, Johnny and I were talking before, like, I'm actually not a very good photographer. So, uh, you know, like 20% of my reviews actually talk about the images. Um, mm. You know, it's more about the history and the use of them. So, you know, I'll, I'll point that out. Like if the images end up looking soft, that there's a reason for that. But I do right. love the camera. Um, I love the look of it. I love the chrome. I, I definitely prefer waist level finders on those style of cameras than the eye levels. I just yeah. feel like an eye level on like Castleblad <laughs> or Bronica, I feel like I'm holding a square brick to my face and looking looking through a peephole.
5: Um, I, so. I, yeah, I think if you get this thing in the right hands, it, Yeah, it, it, it's it, lethal. You can do crazy things with Sweet. it. Sweet, all right, cool. Um, and the last thing before I bounce, uh, cause we got Anthony here. Anthony, I just need to like thank you profusely for all of your awesome uh, espresso tips. <laughs> <laughs> because for Christmas, I got my girlfriend a, um, an espresso machine and, and she's a bit of a caffeine junkie. And uh, I mean, I can safely say now that her homemade, you know, lattes and flat whites are better than 99% of the, the wow. cafes and shops Brilliant. out here. So nice. thank you very Can you see much. that, pairing Oh, screw you, man. <laughs> I'm, just about to go, I'm just about to go start my day. What you got to bust that Damn. out? No,
1: it's, it's a screw lens, not screw me. <laughs> have you used it it's it's hazed up i gotta get it clean i mean i i could shoot it but it's it there's internal haze do you I get mean, that from paul Rybolt? no uh my neighbor it's oh, oh. <laughs> i thought you meant the haze the haze is from all the cocaine from all the obviously. cocaine and waffles yeah <laughs> it's got an it's got a screw to leica m adapter on it so it mounts to an m3 but yeah i mean i i put it on my um I put it on my Fuji digital mirror list just to see like how bad it would turn out digitally. And I mean, yeah, I could, I could probably correct for it in post-processing, but if I'm going to keep this lens, I I'll probably have to get it clean first because like externally it's, it's mint. but uh, may, maybe one day I'll still sell it to
5: you, Perry. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't remember exactly how this came up, but I was having a conversation with somebody, maybe even you. Um, and I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good for lenses now, but if there's two that I could have, I would want the Rodenstock Heligon 35 2.8 and the Schneider Xenagon 35 2.8 both in LTM, and then he just sends me a picture.
1: Of the I, if I if I get broke enough, I will sell this to you. For, which which uh, he's right. just
5: holding up there. So,
6: well, well, Perry, you just hope that web hosting prices keep going up. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah so I have no. to pay. So, uh, all right, we we got uh, we got another person just joined us. Um, the last person to jump in was uh, Eric from Aperture Preview, but we have another one of my favorite bloggers, Theo, um, from uh, from kind of – you're in where, where, New Zealand, Theo?
7: No, not New Zealand. Don't mistake us for the Kiwis. Okay. Australia, Sydney. Australia, there you go.
4: That's
1: right. I couldn't keep track. <laughs> we just got
4: rid of the fucking Australians. <laughs> yeah, we
1: just had Cheyenne Morrison just signed off a little while ago, so – uh, uh, all right yeah, yeah, take it easy i gotta bounce <laughs> but theo <laughs> theo's website is photo thinking and you know his is, his has been around uh, a little bit longer but you know he, he's another one of my favorite bloggers who kind of you know does something similar to like what i do you know he'll dive into the history um, of stuff um you know talk about the use of a camera plus show some sample images um theo and i actually have two of the exact same camera uh his works and mine doesn't it's the uh, east german pentagon it's technically i think was originally made by kw but it's the the, 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 the practice the Prakti, not Prakti flex or practica it's just the Prakti, and it's a um uh, I, I, I could get up, but I'll probably trip. But it's the first oh, oh, ever battery-powered, motor-driven camera. It, it came out in 1960, so it uses two AA batteries. Uh, it's really cool. He looks like he's going to grab one and show us. Um, but he has probably the only working one, I, I think, in the world. Because for one, it's East German. Two, it's oh. battery-powered. Three, it, it, it just there weren't that many made. So, does yours have power? Yeah. Can it fire? Um not the moment
7: but I can as we're talking I can throw a couple of batteries in there. Yeah. It it's too it's,
1: hard. it's a metal metal cacophony of uh of gears and whines and little girls running to the hills when they hear the camera firing but it's pretty cool. Uh but anyway but yeah so you know Theo has has a cool site too with a lot of um you know less than common cameras you know that's always been kind of a theme for me is you know it, it gets boring writing about the same Um, you know, cameras you can read about on other sites, you know, you know, just, I I like reading about something I don't know about. So he's got a, he's got a nice site there too. Um, You actually did a a article where you had your son shoot a camera, didn't you, Theo? Yeah, I I did
7: one. um, That was a long time ago when he was 11, he shot the, um, the the Olympus EE2, the little half frame thing and Mm -hmm. I got him to sort of like, did it as a bit of an interview, but, you yeah, know, interesting enough, as they get a bit older, they then start to not want to do those kind of things
5: So <laughs> I jump in and open it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have, we have Eric on. Um, Anthony is, is still here. And Mike Novak does not have a webcam, but uh, but he's, he's over there in, in, in uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. Fort Dodge, Iowa. So we have, with this time slot, we have basically the United States and, like, the Pacific region. You know, everybody in between is sleeping right now.
7: There you go, guys. I got it up and going. The the practice. Have a uh, try and pull it to my microphone. Have a listen to this.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! It's probably actually way, works. <laughs> it's probably way louder in person. But yeah, I, I I can imagine that that's you know. But I mean, considering it's it was made in East Germany in 1960 and it still works you know and and he showed me some sample images he got from it uh and i mean they're fantastic you know i think it's just it's it's what a triotar on there
7: uh yeah it's a domiton domiton my optic okay yeah
1: so some kind of triplet probably yeah
7: 40 Uh, millimeter yeah um but it's brilliant. It even, it, I mean, it even still, the metering still works on it. So, um, which is actually
1: quite amazing for a, for a camera that age. Yeah, pretty cool. So, uh, before you joined, Cheyenne was sharing uh, his latest gas pickup, which was a Ritrek, which is the predecessor to the Norita 66. He bought yeah, it. He was telling me about that the other day. <laughs> New inbox. Yeah. So, what? I'm just,
6: just waiting for it to come up for sale. <laughs> and and will... I, switched to, I switched to large format now <laughs> <laughs> i'm selling all my medium format crap.
1: For, for anybody listening who doesn't know cheyenne morrison uh he might possibly have the world supply of unopened packages of film and he'll get like <laughs> he'll get like 90 rolls of like 127 kodak gold and then he'll just like okay i don't want to shoot this anymore i'm selling it you know, yeah. I and, know, I think you know,
6: I think I think Eric and Belgium might have a little more
1: film. That's Cheyenne. true. You're right. Eric, yeah. Cass, Lewis. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cheyenne wrote to me last week and was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm shooting this medium format now and I'll never shoot 35 millimeter again. So do you want to buy all my Orvo uh, 35 millimeter? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, if I, I've got like six cameras out for service right now, and if I if I hadn't you know been a little bit. You know, exposed. I would.
6: I, I would buy it, but I'm still waiting for the package he shipped to me in ah, no October. Kidding. Oh, really? Would Would you buy yeah. from him? I did. He sent me a Christmas present. Some some oh, okay. water roll <laughs> film, some other stuff. Okay. I don't even know because I never got it. Um, <laughs> Anthony got his, and he said it looked like I got run over by a forklift.
0: Mine showed up five months after he shipped it, and it literally looked like it was like tied to a, a truck wheel and just. <laughs> boom, 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 boom
7: okay now mine mine uh i bought some uh very crime pan off him last week uh 127 because he's you know getting rid of his whole 127 um stash and uh it arrived three days afterwards
1: um perfectly yeah. packed. Well, it, you
6: live kind of in the same hemisphere at least yeah. <laughs>
2: well, yeah it is funny though
1: how certain areas of the world like i got this from russia not too long ago and um you know Good nice God. so so cool it, it's like a it, i call it the russian yeshika
6: yeah it basically it looks kind like it looks like a Voidlander
1: dynamatic kind, yeah uh, yeah it's got those angled ed, edges of like a mm-hmm. japanese camera but anyway yeah. and i got that in like a week like i couldn't believe it it actually came faster to the pa- yeah. pandemic shipping out of russia is actually faster because yeah. they, they, i'd buy
6: they, i'd buy oral film from a guy yeah. in. uh and and yeah i think he's bulgaria and it usually gets here within a week.
1: Yeah, but yeah, like I could order from Canada and it would take a month to get here.
6: Yeah, no, I, just, I had a package shipped from Pen- Pennsylvania okay. last week that came to Des Moines you know what? and then back to Pennsylvania
1: and then oh, back yeah, to lots Des Moines. I've had that happen before.
3: Yeah, wait, I
4: have, wait, wait, I wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Cheyenne's here with his meth dealer. Did oh, you hear him? him?
2: Yeah. That is him. Yeah,
4: 21. <laughs> We're think, live. We're live with Cheyenne and his coke dealer. I the think
6: classic gu- camera employer podcast.
3: Oh shit! I didn't realize I was back on again.
6: <laughs> <laughs> he heard us talking about
3: it. <laughs>
6: I Does that mean you, we have to um, stop talking break,
3: about him? off my phone deliveries. And yeah, Mister. Yeah, I'm gonna send some more OO. and this time we <laughs> can get through goddamn joy and all his BS. I've got some 35 mil MP15. That's like the primo primo, yeah. cream of the crop. I've got one brick left. I'll send it in. I hope this time it bloody turns up.
6: Yeah, I have some uh, MP15 that looks like it was stored in Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> I think they, they, opened it, they opened the package with one of those old-fashioned can openers, I think. <laughs>
1: so so before we did this johnny's like should we have a list of topics to talk about in case there's nothing to talk about i was like all right i'll write a few things down and here we are 46 minutes 47 minutes into this and and so before we've all been bsing <laughs> that was the whole point all right oh, i know i know now, i was that, that was
4: yeah but i was gonna say now that everybody's here so the the title of this podcast is cocaine and waffles as you might have guessed by now
1: um, <laughs> all the nicknames
4: and, yeah. And and the whole the whole point was that that I think the best part about uh, all photography podcasts is all the non photography talk that goes on. I mean, it all comes back to cameras and shit eventually, but it's all the other stuff in between that doesn't necessarily go together. That was yeah. the whole idea.
1: So. Well, you know, I, I've, I've been a guest on, on the classical pod, podcast a couple of times. Um, there's two guys up in Canada, um, that, that I've, you know, been on a uh, podcast for, um, you know, I've, I've done a few interviews and, and people have asked, why don't you do your own? And it's like, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. It's like, Doing another one just doesn't really interest me. And the only reason I would consider something like this is, is to do something different. So yeah. um, I, I've been toying around this idea of just having some kind of like, um, like a radio show. You know, um, I I talked to Anthony constantly, you know, I talked to Theo and, and Eric and a bunch of other bloggers uh, every day in a private chat we have on Facebook. And I thought it would be fun to just sort of like throw it out there and just, you know, kind of see what sticks. You know, I don't I don't want to have like. A, a dedicated host you know i mean right. I, granted that works fine for most formats but i think it would be fun to just have something where random people just pop in and and so oh, yeah. far you guys have been kind of jumping in and out at different times to think is is really cool like i didn't even know perry was going to join and I, <laughs> what would you do did you just send him a link and say click this
4: yeah, I was like Perry, just just jump in, just don't ask what it so this is about. Yeah. Just, just just
1: jump in for a minute. So we had Perry on here for like a good half hour, and we never bothered to tell him what he was doing, <laughs> <laughs> which will be great when this shows up
4: as the Classic Lenses podcast, which it totally isn't. <laughs> we're
1: we're kind of hijacking the Classic Lenses podcast for the Yeah. Point yeah just for the, week. Just for the <laughs> we'll, week we'll see what happens this is yeah. this was a proof of concept i guess
2: right
1: um so i guess you know maybe why don't you know we already know what cheyenne has it's new uh does anybody else have anything cool that they've gotten recently it doesn't I, bought an,
6: I bought an in- interesting folder but i don't i don't actually have it yet what is it it's an nkk wester auto roll i've seen um, those those are new. yeah neat. it's a it's a it's really similar to that to Kane Mine 6 that I bought a while ago. So it's, you know, nice wow. coupled range finder unit focusing. Looks like a solid camera.
0: Wow. The, the two cameras that I'm like most excited about picked up uh, a camera I've been looking for for a long time, and that is the. Voigtlander Vito BR, which is the last iteration of the oh. Voigtlander Vito B, but with the rangefinder.
6: Oh, okay. cool. Is that the, with yeah. the Ultron lens then too?
0: No, it's got a color scope on Over. it. Which I, I have no, no problem with oh, that. No problem. But I just, I love the form factor of the Vito B. It's one of my favorite Voigtlander, like just all around, like ideal cameras for, for me. And to have it with the rangefinder, and it's a nice rangefinder. It's actually nicer than the rangefinder that's on the, uh, Ultramatic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then the other was the Leotax or the uh Semi R. Uh <clears throat> which I'm just actually Ooh. taken by that camera. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was a Bernard camera, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. That was one that I ended up getting from Japan. It's the first time I ever bought a camera from Japan. Um, it only took six days to get here, too. Um yeah. So that was, I've kind of slowed down. I picked up the the, the Rolly 35 with the Xenar. Um, and then a friend, a former uh, baker with my cafe, uh, decided to get out of camera work. And uh, she sold me her uh, Nikon F black and a, a Shika Mat 124. Oh, great. Yeah.
1: Happy about the Nikon the black one it's it's yeah. i checked it's not it's not a 64 i was like yeah, if the like, first two digits like, are 64 it's worth quite a bit it's like a 69 yeah 69 dude yeah. eric are you still there did you get anything any new Ooh. uh any new guess? yes i picked up a rico caddy recently that's, that's sitting back that's the half frame right yeah yeah the fully manual half frame that's cool yeah. A lot of those Japanese companies like put out these short lived half frame cameras that, you know, didn't re- always get exported out of the country. And, you know, you really have to do some digging to be able to find some of them. But when you do, they're they're pretty neat. Yeah. I had bad experiences with the Petrie half frame camera. Petrie's never worked, dude. No. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was in just- so many sevens at this point that I, I tried shooting them once in the shutter. No. Yeah. The, the, I have, <laughs> I have that the seven flex. There you go.
4: There's yeah. the du These are the last ones that have any chance of working <laughs> are the, the, the Petri's made before the seven.
1: I got the, I got the metered the meter. Yeah. One. There you go. I got a oh, couple of those too. Yeah. It's the only yeah. one that's metered. It's not even coupled. I don't think No, right. It, it just gives you, it just gives you a reading and it's up to you whether you want to use it or not.
0: Right. I was shooting my uh, Fed Micron half frame this last weekend and didn't realize that the, uh, the Gauss <laughs> adjustment dial, the ISO dial had been completely, uh, there's like no friction on it at all. And it would just freely spin whenever I'd pick it up. And whenever I'd wind the camera, it would just randomly go to a different uh, ISO setting. Um, okay. Which I didn't realize until after I shot an entire roll. Um, and then afterwards, I'm looking at it going, every time I wind this camera, it's at a different ISO. Um, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Auto bracketing. Yeah. One, of, one, of one of these. Oh, exactly. with, with yeah. the red body. There That's we go. great. And, uh, but yeah, it kind of made for an interesting roll of film because uh, it was some old expired uh, Fuji superior 400 and, and no two frames are the same.
1: <laughs> I got, I got a fun half frame story. Um, Mike Novak had, um, an Agfa memo, which, um, ANSCO oh. and Agfa both made memo cameras about 10 years apart and they used their own proprietary cassettes. And, uh, Mike, you were missing one or you didn't have any, I think. And, and I said, I, I didn't had, have any for the, for the, um, ANSCO. So I sent you two of them because I had a couple extra ones just so you could shoot it. And then, you know, he shot the Ansco and then you recently shot the Agfa, too, because they use the same cassettes. Yeah. Um, And and he was telling me he wasn't too happy with it. And I I looked at the results. I'm like, well, that looks really good for half frame. And he's like, what's 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 up with you, man? This isn't a half frame camera. And I'm like, (laughs) well, mine is. And I didn't even realize it, but they actually made that camera in both full frame and half frame. And without even realizing it, I had the less common version of it. Uh, but it's it's otherwise the exact same camera. Like they didn't even bother changing the lens. So like the half frame version is literally just cropped.
4: Wait yeah. a second! I thought it was only half. Because I have a half. I have the half frame also. No,
1: it's so? more commonly found full frame. Huh.
6: And actually, those pictures didn't really turn out that bad. I was just cranky.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he w- he was coming down from his cocaine high. Yeah, it was all, the, it
4: yeah. was all the cocaine that was out of
1: waffles at, of waffles. Yeah, at the Village yeah. Inn. So here, I'll pull mine out. If anybody, I don't, like anybody listening to this can't see the video, but I'll have a review of this up soon. But the best way to tell, I mean, well, the best way is just simply look at the viewfinder. If it looks half frame, it's half frame. But uh, how the... um. How the AGFA memo and Ansco memo cameras work is they use this thing on the back to advance the film. So it uses some kind of claw that's on the pressure plate. Yeah. And it it just basically pulls the shutter. I'm sorry, the film. It pulls from one cassette to the other. See, Yeah, it just, I guess you really can't see that, but um, it pulls from one cassette to the other, but the half frame version only goes halfway across. Whereas the uh. full frame version goes the whole way. So, uh, I I assume- so I got mine, and you could use either the ants
6: cassettes in there or the right. Agfa.
1: Yeah, but it's, I mean, cassettes. it's an attractive camera, and what's yeah. what's another cool piece of trivia about this is, it's typical German uh, leather nickel, you know, nickel-plated metal. It's got kind of that brownish tint to it. It's an Agfa branded camera, but it's made in the United States. I mean, this was yeah. actually made in New York. If you can see that made in Binghamton, New York, USA. So see mine you know, mine has that stamped on the leather in the back.
3: Oh, does it? it doesn't mine have does it.
1: Plate, yeah. No. But you know, most you know, most people know that Agfa and Ansco had a partnership before and after the war. And some Agfa cameras were branded for Ansco and vice versa. But this is the only one I know of that's branded Agfa, but actually made. Yeah, yours is the same as mine, John. Yeah.
4: And uh, I just double checked. I opened the backup, and it's uh, half frame. Half frame, yeah. And it has one. It has one cassette. You and actually, there's, and there, there's a note in this cassette. Oh, I remember. This is the uh, I got. I, there was this massive estate sale I went to in about 2015. And see, here's a little tag. Was it in in Chicago?
1: Uh, no, it was the in, guy it was, was going to sell like uh, vending machines it was a, this was in
4: gray's lake oh, okay and um, the guy was like the president of the I don't know kodak collector society or something and I, I got i got a ridiculous amount of stuff at that estate sale
1: when i um, first got into this when i first started my website there was this guy that posted on facebook i, I live in chicago i'm selling my entire collection prices started at five bucks you know by appointment wow. only. So I was like, I'll go. You know, so I drove into the city, you know, I brought like 50 bucks. And I mean this dude had like everything. I mean, he had everything from Kodak box cameras to like mint condition flexes and he was liquidating this stuff left and right. Wow. And and I did pick up a couple cool things, but I think back to that sale, like if I knew then what I know now, man, I would have done some damage.
4: <laughs> well yeah Mike this was the 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 sale I'm talking about is the one that I went to and he had right. several the with panorams. The Kodak Panorams. Yeah. And I saw them, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, those are interesting. I'll come back tomorrow thinking yeah. nobody else is going to come buy them. And of course everything was gone the next day, Yeah, but John, they, were, they were, they were like mint condition on the
1: shelf. Yeah. You know. Johnny and I both have the exact same camera. Yeah. That's the one that got away is the Kodak number four panoram. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, the one for anybody who's been to my site, I reviewed two of them, only one of which worked, but it, it worked great. And that was a loner. uh, by a guy who, when I had it, said, You know what? Just give me 75 bucks and you can keep them. And I was like, Yeah, you can have them back. And then, like, a month later, I'm like, Hey, are those cameras still available? He's like, Nope. And now they go for like three, 400 bucks.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Each, you know. Hey, speaking of the rich, Mike, are you still shooting my uh, Horizon? Yeah, uh, I did the first roll um, over there somewhere. I know you
1: want it back. I'll get it back to you. There <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. There it is. <laughs>
4: We were oh, talking. by the way, Mike Ekman still has my uh, your
1: piece.
4: Yeah, my 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 uh, my P. Here's Anthony's Horizon <laughs> and I have
1: the F21. <laughs> oh, you've got the Tokara. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's, this is a much cooler looking camera. I love right. the way it works, but it sucks to load. I actually hate this camera. I, I load <laughs> I load mine only in a dark bag
4: because I don't know. It's you such a pain in the ass. It, you the, don't
1: waste to roll a roll of film. Well, uh, the supply and take-up spool, it uses regular 35 millimeter, but right. the supply and take-up spools are four separate pieces. Yeah. And you have to – there's like a spool that goes inside a sleeve, right. and then there's a cap on either end that yeah. holds it shut. So you have to do all that and – the orientation needs to be observed. Like it, they're not, they're not reversible. No, like they're not reversible. You so have I, to
4: get it correct. And I have a good story about mine. Cause I, I got mine and I didn't realize till I got another one that whoever had my Tokarev, the guy had massively modified this camera. Like there are all sorts of areas that are ground down and polished. So like he, Somebody shot the hell out of this camera and they they modified it. So all the little things that are problematic, all the light leaks and everything whoever shot this thing had taken care of all that stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I I didn't realize it until I saw an unmodified version of that camera. So it's it's crazy. He even had a metal insert made that goes around the film where the film sits. I think I think to modify it so it focused closer.
1: I mean, yeah, it's crazy. There's actually a website you can go to that has hacks on things to like add another speed, how to do close focus. Right. Uh, right. There's there's actually like you could make it close focus, but then you lose infinity. Um, There's a couple other mods you could do to those cameras to you know technically make them better. And like I said, very cool camera. It's an awesome shelf collector piece. You know, Vlad Kern has like a hundred of them. Oh, I, I um, shoot mine. I love it. Really? Uh, yeah. Maybe I, should, maybe I just need to give it more effort and then I can give Anthony back his horizon. <laughs> it's such a pain
4: though. I mean, yeah, you, it is. I have to, I have to mark down, I have to keep a log of every frame that I shoot. So I yeah. don't so I forget to, you know, wind, and you have to wind it yeah. just right. You have I to mean,
1: count so, how many times the needle goes around for yeah, one exposure. It's a real pain in the ass. It's yeah. not like using a camera. No, no. Yeah. For anybody wanting, uh, like if, if you like true panoramic 35 millimeter, save your money, do not get an X-Pan. Um, they are massively overrated and extraordinarily picky about batteries. I learned that the hard way. Um, the, the shitty generic Chinese battery that central camera sold me couldn't even turn the thing on. Um, it like literally works with like energizer lithiums and, or that's it, um, but then, you know, but the panoram is only, or X Pan, I mean, is only like 65 millimeter. The horizon is I think 75 something like that. But the the Tokarev is like 110 millimeters wide. Like, yeah. I mean, you get these ridiculously wide panoramic yeah, images. Super pano. It's yeah. And yeah. it really like, a 36 exposure roll, you get 12 pictures. So I mean it's it's essentially three. It's probably like a little bit more than three um normal frames all side together so right uh theo did you (laughs) you're good how do you find framing that it's got a flip up just metal frame finder that you just sort of like guess you know i (laughs) I don't i don't don't frame mine at all yeah when it's that wide you just kind of find a central focal point And I just kind of look to the sides and say, is there anything interesting to the side? I'm probably going to get it. It's
4: it's actually more like a handgun than a camera. And it's like literally like an old toker of pistol.
1: You don't really aim it. You just kind of point down the top of the slide. The one problem I- It's crazy. You know, ironically, (laughs) framing side to side isn't that hard because it pretty much gets everything, but up and down can actually be a little bit of a challenge. Um, It does have a bubble level, which which does come in quite handy Yeah. because with a panoramic camera, if like especially if the horizon is in the image, if you don't get it right, you're going to get some bizarre curved. Right. You know, I I was in uh, Madison City. I would get a curve on every frame then. I would, yeah, I it would. I was in Mackinac City, uh, Michigan, uh, and for anybody who's, who's familiar with the area, in a real beautiful area, and I, I, was like on the side of the Mackinac Bridge, and I thought, oh, this is a perfect thing to take a panoramic camera of, and I completely screwed it up. Like it, I, I got, I like cut off. Like half of the bridge, you know. I i, I can imagine when yeah. you're trying
7: to straighten it too, you'd lose a hell of a lot of the frame too. Yeah. You get it spot on. Yeah.
4: You know, you know, another, another mod that I found on my camera was somebody had, he had etched in lines. It's <clears throat> like the top of the camera has lines going to each corner. Oh, like the old brownie. Yeah. Old like that, right. So you basically, I just kind of aim it and make sure that it's level. I use okay. the bubble level and I just kind of point it in the direct. I don't All even right. bother trying to like, frame it at all. I shoot it looking down from my waist at the bubble level. And I just point it at the horizon I want to shoot. And that's that's as close as it gets.
1: I I said to John, before we started recording, I want some inspiration uh, to keep me motivated because I'm I'm finding that I am struggling and pumping out reviews for the site. So I think I'm going to force myself to take Johnny is Minolta P's, uh, <laughs> Anthony's <is>, uh, <laughs> Horizon, and and the, the Tokarev I actually own. It is mine, but I'm gonna, oh, gonna I'm gonna take all three of them and uh, just do a panorama. Okay, when you wanna flip that Tokarev, uh-huh. let me know. It works I'm, really I'm well. I'm looking for another one. It doesn't have any light leaks. That I do notice that the far right side of the image is slightly darker than the rest of it. So like yeah. you can tell the lens is probably slowing down just a tad. Yeah. before it gets there but yeah. um but otherwise it does work pretty good nice uh but theo i wanted to ask theo what's 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 your a- anything new and exciting
7: i do have something new but i do want to follow up on something we had on a thread a while back sure johnny i don't know if you remember seeing this
1: oh oh the white petri oh.
7: the, the white petri. <laughs> the oh. green one Did you oh, yeah. that? Too?
4: there it is yeah
7: yes um now now tell me um in that thread, if I remember, yourself and Mike, we're going to go and get green leather on one. <laughs> you so you can get the green. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys ever do that?
3: No, mine no, still did.
7: look like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we we need to have a green green pneumatic at some point. Green green pneumatic. A green
4: green pneumatic. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> it, it will happen. That's funny. My, my, my
0: latest I purchase is. Country. Sorry. I have Carl Wood. Buy these Petries because of Johnny and then just, you know, <laughs> just like pass them on to me at the bar at the cafe. Yeah. You know, like, I
4: kept telling him, Don't buy yeah. the Petri Seven, Carl. Don't buy another yeah, Petri Seven.
0: And he kept buying I've, my I've got at least two of his Petries.
1: <laughs> the only other Petri, the reliability on him is shit, but the only other Petri that's actually nice to use is the racer.
0: Yeah. Um oh, it yeah. didn't
1: didn't I send you one, Anthony?
0: No, I've got one. I picked one up at uh, no, you need you, a yard sale. And I picked one up from KEH. You needed uh, a battery compartment. I just yeah, sent yeah, you a yeah, whole yeah, camera. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, ne- I needed a battery compartment for a, uh, a Konica automa- uh, uh, co- uh, Auto Reflex that I picked up at a garage okay. sale that oh. was in perfect condition, must... but missing the battery compartment. It I turned th- out that of all the cameras I had, the racer was the one that the uh, battery compartment fit. Oh that that's what which it is, is then.
6: Which is the little Petri that's little like the Rolly thirty five? There's a Oh I know what you're talking Petri about.
0: 35. Yeah,
6: it's, 35, it's just called the yeah.
1: Petri thirty five. It's really yeah. tiny. You have to extend out the lens with like a weird wheel too. Yeah. Yeah, and I have I have uh Anthony's. you know that that whole section over there i know you really can't see it are all loaned cameras so i do keep them all together (laughs) except
7: uh, except, so you actually have a section for loaned cameras oh
1: yeah yeah there's one whole shelf is soviet (laughs) i have uh, a shelf of nikon slrs i have miscellaneous japanese slrs the bottom two shelves are all range finders um I have folding <laughs> cameras. I actually have more upstairs, but I have a small section of folding cameras. Way up on top are like miscellaneous things like the photochrome. I have a Connie Rapid Omega up there, a couple plastic Imperials. This side over here, you guys can't see, are the few point and shoots that I like. Um, I have this thing called a GoCo Macromax, which is this really crappy, all plastic, cheap point-and-shoot but it focuses down to 10 millimeter or 10 centimeters um and you don't usually see that in like a cheap i'll show you um you don't usually see that i mean this thing weighs like 200 grams it's tiny and when this thing was new oh it actually came with a support that screws onto the tripod socket and it has a platform there's supposed to be a frame so if you want to do macro shots, you have this frame that's attached to the front of the camera. Right, right. And, and as long as whatever it is you're taking a picture of is in that frame, you know, you'll actually, because the parallax is so severe, you yeah. know, that close. But to have a cheap plastic, I mean, like I said, this thing weighs nothing. But it, it's cool because you don't usually get macro, like true macro on a, on a point and shoot. So that's
0: how you do macro work underwater with a Nikonos, is there's a wire frame that you just press up against what you want to take a picture of
1: this works exactly the same way but again i mean we um mike we
4: had at central camera the owner had bought like a hundred of those on closeout yeah and we had literally like a hundred of them stashed away i'm really glad they all burned because (laughs) oh
1: really yeah because he
4: we had him he had them out for like 129 or 149 That's and we ridiculous. never sold a single yeah, one and i'm like we never we're never
1: they're gonna worth sign. 10 bucks <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah so <laughs> i i uh you know for anybody who doesn't know you know obviously central camera uh was was arsoned uh last what was it is it may june yeah It's been almost a year, Um, year. but the previous February, they had a flood in the basement. The the building is so old. Johnny used to have a joke of what are all the ways you could die at central camera, you know, like tetanus, you get bitten by like a radioactive rat. Yeah. It was actually Uh, a board game. Mold was one of them. You know, there was an old like iron furnace that like didn't work anymore, but like at any moment it was going to collapse. There's probably lead paint. Anyway, asbestos. um, asbestos yep. but anyway the the basement you know had, had you know a hundred year old camera shop I mean it's, it accumulates a lot of stuff and there was one point where they um had a flood and they, it's like we need to get this stuff out of here so John's like the boss isn't here today Mike if you want to go to the basement anything you want just throw it in a box and I rescued <laughs> like 50 cameras from that um yeah. and I think Mike I gave you you needed a back for something that I for think one of the, yes. the
6: for one of the uh word that ed- edits yeah
1: that's right the addiction X at, an at an X. An X yeah I th- that came from there uh, I was oh, able wow. I was able to restore a couple Aries rangefinders oh, um yeah. there was a couple lenses I was able to trade to somebody that like you know I mean I, it wasn't worth much but like somebody won and I was like well I got one um so yeah that that proved to be good but then I just I think of how many other things were still there that oh yeah like, if I would have had a little more time, I could have rescued more crap, like right. more go-go macromax. <laughs> now it's all slag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Just> exactly. <slag. laughs> so what? What is? What's the status on that? Then I saw um, a picture of of their setup in the the, the health food yeah, store.
4: I was I was actually there about three weeks ago for the first time since last March. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, they have the space immediately next door that's been that they've opened up and um, they actually have quite a bit of stuff in there. I mean, they have a lot of chemistry and they have film, they have some cameras out, they're doing processing. Um, They're taking cameras in for repair. I'm not sure where they're sending them. Uh, But, but there's an entire, so there's an entire back room Mike that looks like what the basement was like before, except everything is on those wire, rack shelves
1: yeah
4: yeah and there's there's probably 25 wire rack shelves i posted some photos in i think negative positives i posted an update with photos yeah Mm -hmm. yeah did you saw that okay so i i can i could share those photos in this yeah i don't i must have missed those but yeah there's i mean i actually actually what i am going to be doing is i'm going to be working there probably a couple days a week just going through and cataloging everything for eBay well for eBay and just to sell but the oh, thing okay. is most of it i would say 90% of it is never going to work again so yeah. i'm actually i i really wanted to do this with at a previous date when we had all that stuff that was in the basement that you saw mike i i always wanted to do a thing where we sold them almost as collector's items and like you could buy for a flat price, reasonable price, like a camera from Central Camera that came with a little thing that said it was from Central Camera. Yeah. So you can open I, a lamp shop or, or open a lamp shop. I, I There there was a guy who used to come in and buy lam- cameras en masse for lamp making, which I'm fine with. I don't give a fuck. I mean, most of them are never going to work again. People are so precious yeah. about them, but they're never going to work, you know? So I'm like, if you want to turn it into a lamp, that's fine with me, but I would really love to sell them as, like, as is just, if you want an old cool camera, here you go, you know? Yeah. But there, I have to go through and catalog them all before we can even put them out. So yeah. It's hundreds and hundreds of cameras.
1: But I'd w- w- the, the best part about that story is I'd filled up a box of cameras and John's like, all right, you know, let's go upstairs. But he, then he's, as he's walking up the stairs, he's like finding Argus C3s, like in random spots in the wall. And he's just throwing them in the box. Like, just get this fucking thing out of here. And so I, I walked out of there with, with probably a dozen. In fact, I have one.
4: I
0: don't know if I can reach
1: it. Uh, They're like head. lice. They were
4: like camera shop lights. You know, the, you know they're not that common the, down
0: here.
1: The central camera sticker, if you can see that. Wow. See that? Bad shutter. Yeah. That's Charles's points. writing.
4: <laughs> Never I know who wrote the sticker even.
7: <laughs> you know, they're not very common down in this part of the world, the, the C3s.
4: How many do you want? I'll rent a <laughs> tanker. I'll rent a, I'll rent a, a, an ocean-going vessel. I've got one. That's probably enough, actually.
1: The aver, the aver, <laughs> I, I get
6: one. I have 3 of them and I never bought a single one of them. Yeah, they show up.
1: It, you know, though if you do get an opportunity to shoot one and you could find the auxiliary lenses, the enna made a Sandmar, a 35 millimeter yes. Sandmar that actually is really good. I actually I have both of those lenses here. I think yeah. I,
4: for some reason I have a brick and the
1: lenses here. Yeah, I mean obviously there's better options for shooting a, a wide angle rangefinder, but I don't know. I mean, pretty much all of them. Everything, yeah. Every, <laughs> everything ever made. I, I just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's not logical. It's just everybody kind of has that weak spot, and mine is for the Argus C three. I mean, I have a whole collection of way better cameras, but I, I just have a fondness for them. You know, I had. That, to, I had that's I had that's what happens when you Ar... do
4: Coke and waffles. And you collect, <laughs> you collect Argus bricks. I had a
6: blast shooting the Argus Autronic. Last yeah. winter. It was just yeah. it was a fun camera it's to fun. use. It's it's you No, know, I like it a lot better than the C3. The electronics I, I
0: never like shot the shot a yeah. an Argus. I've never shot I've never even held an Argus before. Well, have
6: you, held, have you ever so held? Have you ever held a brick I'll, before? I'll send. I'll send you one in the next package, then
1: Anthony. <laughs> we'll just. We'll send you a brick and draw a lens on the front. The Autronic has the shutter release on the front, like it's like a Miranda kind of. Yeah. You know, or a Topcon. That that's kind of. And
6: cool. you know, you can use it in fully manual. Yeah. You just have to do a little translation. You have to know what the
1: codes mean, right? Yeah. Uh, did we get it to everybody? Anthony, did, I know. I know when Anthony's gotten new, so.
7: Oh I, I, oh, I did, I did buy think did a, actually get something recently. Oh, yeah. Theo, go ahead. It was the, um, it's actually the, the Fed uh, 10, I think it's called, or the Indistar. Oh, okay. Uh, yes! The, 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 pre, yes. the, the, pre, uh, the pre-coated one. Yeah, on the Zorky, yeah. But um, but this is the, the uncoated version. Uh, okay. Pre, pre, the Indistar 22. And um, I'm looking forward to actually trying, trying that out. It's a little cheap Russian lens, but it... It does um does look quite interesting in in um in the in the sense that the um the lack of coating might actually give it some results which will be
6: a bit different
2: yeah
6: i thought like. something that i that mike might be interested in god i is got it? a uh, kodak 620 special oh with this the autofocus no with the anastig anastigmat special oh lens. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah 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 okay
6: not not yeah. the monitor, but the yeah. 620 special. Gotcha. And you know what? The bellows look like I can actually patch them.
1: Wow! <laughs> wow! I just did the review on the Regent, the Kodak Regent, which uses 620 film, but it was it was made in Germany. Uh, it's a Nagel camera, so it of course has leather bellows, which work fine. Uh nice, But that yeah. was that was it, really nice to shoot. It's it's the. You thought it was nice to shoot? Well, let me rephrase. I got nice <laughs> results. I got nice results from it. I actually yeah. like. I like the flip up view. The rangefinder not only was broken on mine, but even if they're it all, worked,
6: they're all they're all broken. Yeah. yeah. Even <laughs>
1: if it did work, it would be completely useless. But I, I did mm-hmm. actually like the flip up viewfinder. Uh, the results were fantastic, and you know, I mean, well, it's at, got a I mean, great lens on it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah.
6: The focusing is like really, really awkward. Oh,
1: look at that! What am I looking at? I can see frame lines. Oh, it actually works. Look at that! I can see. Yeah, those come up pretty good. So, oh, there's a zorky. Here you go. So, speaking <laughs> of
4: zorkies, this is my my 4K. But I got, um, I just got the Orion lens, which is the 28 millimeter. Um, it just, I, I actually bought it from Fedka, the guy in uh, New York. Yeah, fedka.com. And he, he was out. So I, he's like, I dude, I just sold the last one. Do you mind if I have it drop shipped to you from Ukraine? So this just arrived from Ukraine the other day. Um, and I have also the nice Voigtlander 28 finder because I got a hard-on right. for these things. I have a serious yeah. hard-on for these things. Um, so yeah, I have now a <laughs> kind of a, the, the 28 millimeter setup on the Zorky. It's cool. Nice. The thing I like about these Zorkies is that little rubber bumper. Only the
1: 4K has that.
4: Yeah, the little rubber bumper yeah. that, that slaps. Yeah, I was going to
7: say mine mine's still got the, the wheel.
1: Yeah, ah. the,
7: the, the regular four. He's
1: got the earlier one. Yeah.
4: I, I actually need to get one of those because, I mean, you know what? I, winders are hugely overrated, in my opinion. Um, and this camera is goofy. It's got like the silk screened. Numbers on the dial here that just oh, yeah, off. yeah. So, yeah. that the, the four that you have is a nicer camera. I really need to, I'd like actually mine.
7: Quite, quite, um, interesting. I just don't put Silvera film in one of these things, it slips out. And I, I did that with a couple of rolls, and you end up getting about halfway, and then the rest of the roll effectively becomes one long <laughs>
2: <laughs> photo. <over laughs>
7: it just slips and slips through because the, the film is so thin. And wow. The, But uh, it gave the, um, when I got it processed and they they basically gave up on trying to work out where to cut the, the, the actual film.
2: <laughs> the <sleeper. laughs>
7: so I've turned up and they've gone, they just shoved this roll at me and you figure it out. Nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, Mike, Mike Ackman
4: is up to something. I'm looking he's, at, for something. Yeah, he's, he's at the he's shelves. Looking. He's at the shelf.
1: You, you guys are getting a glimpse into the madness here that how often I
4: can't it. You guys missed it earlier. We were doing the preview and, and Mike's wife is like, Mike, did you fix the washing machine yet? <laughs> I did. I did. It's fixed. I'm did doing fix my it? show. That was great, Mike. If Mike's like lickety split to fix that washing machine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, oh well. I was going to show you guys something but I can't find it. So anyway. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah, the Fed, uh, or the the Fed, the Industry are 10... Um, I I think all those Soviet collapsible lenses are fantastic. You know, people talk about Soviet sample variation, you know, wildly different. I think maybe that was true later on, but the earlier Soviet stuff, you know, from the 50s and even into the 60s is is pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I have... I've shot cannon, you know, screw mount cannons and Leica screw mounts. They have pinholes in the cushions, whereas some, you know, Soviet stuff works okay. You know, it, it's just luck of the draw. You know, you, yeah, you, you could get a bad Kiev. You could get a bad, you know, Fed. You could get a bad Zorky, but you can get a bad anything. If you can get know. a
6: good
7: Leningrad, maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah.
7: <laughs> Sometimes. I, I yeah. But the, the, the difference is you're not going to cry too much if you, you get a bad you know soviet cameras compared to if you end up with a like well,
1: right and- exactly you could buy five yeah. of them and and one of them will probably be okay you know whereas you spend the money on what people ask for some of these things um and and there's just no guarantee it's, it's going to work you know you got to get it fixed um so all right well we've gone around the room uh i have i have uh an article going live tomorrow. Um I'm doing a showdown between the uh Leica M3 and the Nikon SP. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it the best oh. ever. No, no, no. Wait. no, no, no. You're hey, you not seen you're seen calling
4: context. it you're calling it Godzilla versus Gamera, right? Godzilla versus
1: Gamera. <laughs> uh, hey, I should
0: have uh, sent you the context to eh?
1: The, the context, yeah, yeah. Um I I picked those two because, I mean, technically, I mean, they did compete with one another. The M3 came out in 54, but the SP didn't come out until 57. Uh, but you know, the, the M3 both came first and was still in production when the SP went out. Um, I I'd always known that, you know, there, there actually weren't that many Nikon rangefinders made. Um, earlier this year I did the review of the Canon seven, um, and I have Peter Deckert's book. Um, if you ever want to learn about Canon range finders, this is one of the best books to get about those, but he's yeah. got production numbers in here. And a surprising fact is there were more Canon sevens, just the seven, not the seven S made than all Nikon range finders combined. <laughs> all of them, from from the first Nikon one, all the way to the S four. SP, the last one made. That does not surprise me. There actually. were only like 120,000 uh, Nikon rangefinders from an all series is made. And there were like 130,000 Canon sevens made. So when you look at the, um, uh, the Leica M3, I think the total production on those was over like 200,000. Wow. So, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely produced in larger numbers. Um, I, I do at the end, kind of like a price slash value. Cause you know, like I, I, i'll let it a little secret you know it's it's taken me like a millennium but one of these days when i do shoot johnny's minolta peas (laughs) i'm gonna do that in a head-to-head with the hasselblad uh x-pan oh Um, nice and i i anticipated doing this so i actually back when i had the x-pan still because i sent it back i actually took a picture of the two cameras side by side and i mean obviously the x-pan dwarfs the minolta but, you know, obviously the X-Pan is a more capable camera in every regard, but the value proposition, you're talking right. about a 50 to maybe $100 plastic point and shoot right. versus a $5,000 behemoth. And for for what is essentially 50 times more money, right. you actually getting 50 <laughs> times more camera.
4: And, and for a long time, I... I, I lusted after the X-Pan because I remember when they first came out, I was actually working for a commercial photographer when they came out. And we were both when that camera came out. I mean, he was shooting Hasselblads, you know, for the day job, right? Because everybody shot Hasselblads back then. It was like a requirement if you were working with art directors. So we were, you know, shooting Hasselblads and the X-Pan came out and we were both like dying over that camera, you know, they're neat. But, but I, I mean, I have been so with all the other panoramic stuff I've done, I have been so cured of the thought that I need an X-Pan because I, I, I I don't want to carry it around
1: either. I'd rather, I love my little. Even if it really was that good, like even if it transcended anything and, and it was this, this, this life altering experience shooting it, it's just not worth the money. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. I, I had this thing. It was loaned to me. And, you know, the guy who loaned it to me not only gave me the camera, but all three lenses, the wow. wide angle, the 90, I think it was a 90 millimeter. I don't remember anymore. It, it's on my site. But he, not only that, he had even the proper Hasselblad filters. Oh, the filters. Wow. That, because yeah, the, the one
7: I had had that too. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, wow. f-
1: for anybody who hasn't seen an X-Pan, it, you know, it's not a swing lens like like the Russian ones are. It's just a really wide angle lens. And the problem with any wide angle, no matter how good it is, you're gonna get some vignetting. So to to avoid on a on a, a panoramic image with a super wide angle lens, t- t- you don't want the edges to be significantly darker than the middle. So what they did was they made these filters. Or they look like normal like neutral, neutral density filters, but they're they're darker in the center than the edges. And the idea is is that they artificially darken the center to kind of match it to what the natural edges already are dark to kind of give right. you a more Is the, even... isn't there a
6: filter like that for like the uh super angular um
1: Yes. Large format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like, it's got a star in the center or something goofy yeah. like that. So, but the thing is that that filter is like 150 bucks, probably even more than that. I don't even know. But like this whole kit, he sends me this camera and all the lenses, he's got all the correct body caps and lens caps for him, you know, and, and each filter was worth 150, 200 bucks. I was like, I was happy to shoot it. I was happy to get a review out for it, but boy, was I glad to send that thing back. <laughs> and and if I had paid what it's worth, I, like Johnny said, I'd be terrified to take it out. Yeah. You know? so what's your,
7: what's your thoughts on the six seventeen, the Fuji in that case. Oh, oh. man. I'll let you know. When I, can <laughs> touch was one. In,
0: I, I was in Montreal. Isn't there a, a, a Lindhoff,
6: yeah. What is it? Yeah.
0: Just like three months before the lockdown. I was in this little camera shop and I picked up a couple of like M42 lenses, but uh, the guy like, hey, I'll show you this camera it's behind the case or behind the, the, the counter. And he pulls out the suitcase and flips it open and it's a, it's a G617. And he's oh. like, I just, I just want to get rid of it. And he goes, you know, maybe $1,000 Canadian. And I didn't get it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you didn't
4: get it? Oh my God
7: uh i would have been snapping that up in like a
1: flash i know i'll, I'll show you guys two more things um you mentioned i don't have the, the it's nowhere near as cool as 617 but um the i love this fuji oh yeah 645 wide oh this yeah. can is great oh, it's, yeah. it's 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 That's not good. just a, a point a medium format yeah. 4.5 by 6 point and shoot but it also has a wide angle lens on it which is just mm-hmm. awesome. 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 My
6: favorite That's awesome. my new favorite. Yeah, yeah you've been great.
1: shooting with that this week, Mike.
6: Yeah. Some of the best <laughs> pictures
1: I ever took. But when we were talking Maybe. about the um the Zorkies with the the knob wind versus the lever wind, you know, sometimes knob wind isn't worse, you know. Um here is this is a military carton. Um I'm gonna get out of the case you know it looks like a barnack right mm-hmm. but if you look at the wind knob oops there you go oh yeah it's got this huge wind knob you so know you could use it with, oh, mittens, yeah. with mittens but the, the, <laughs> yeah. the wider diameter of it you know when you when you're shooting it you know i mean i'm not quite getting it but you know what i mean it, yeah. it's it's really fast you nice. know it's maybe marginally slower than a lever wine, but it's just it feels good to like have this this wide diameter knob and that's one thing, you know,
4: that's what she said.
1: Hold hold the knob and turn the camera. I bet you could. That's that's what I do
4: with my Barnax. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Hold the knob and turn the camera. Mike says
1: Okay. pull the knob. Yeah. (laughs) You should probably polish
6: that knob
4: too (laughs)
1: Uh, and snort some coke off that knob. So, um, all right. I, You know, I feel like if we don't have any, like, semblance of, of restrictions, we could go on forever. It's it's already 10 o'clock here. <laughs> so maybe we should wrap this up. Um, so, uh, all right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Okay. This was a lot of fun. It's been fun. Uh, all right. Thank you. Take it yeah. easy, everybody. Take care, everybody. All right, Johnny, stay on. All right. <laughs> <Everybody>. <laughs> Later. I don't know. All right. I guess that's that. Looks like Cheyenne's still there. I think I can kick him out.
4: Cheyenne's be on there forever.
1: All right, <laughs> he's still there.
3: <laughs> yeah, I heard everything, bastards. I'm like my guy here. Um, he's like, hey, you can chat, and I'm like, he kept like interrupting.
1: <laughs> Cheyenne is a is a sound bite machine. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah well that oh man i'm real at least i got in like on a part of it yeah no that's cool i i was listening i was like oh my god i wish i could be able to talk because there was like so many things i wanted to talk about i didn't get to talk about my very wide 100 i finally shot some films through that in melbourne and uh yeah it's a freaking killer killer camera but i've got to uh yeah that's uh, that is that is a tripod camera. You don't shoot that camera without a tripod and uh, film and exposure. It's a little bit finicky and it's got to be stopped down, but yeah, I've got a couple of nice shots out of that. So um, yeah. Anyway, another time. So is there going to be like a Facebook group for this thing or is this is like a, uh, 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 what do you call it when they have TV shows and they have the um... yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I don't don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even know if if, like what the plan is for this. This literally, what was it? Monday? Yeah. I said, Hey, we should just do our own podcast. And John's like, whatever. Like, what do you want to do? I'm like, let's just randomly ask people to join. He's like, okay, cool. And that, that I'm not exaggerating. That is all the thought (laughs) we put into this. (laughs)